because it is such an integral part of people's lives and retirement, it's something that we talk about with every single client that walks in the door. And it's probably one of the biggest questions people have. Medicare is something that people should not be afraid of. It's not something that they should run away with fear, but it's something that they need to look at every single year. It's something that if they're truly going to own their retirement, this this is part of that. This is not something you want to bury your head in the sand. This is something that you want to be proactive in that planning process. Medicare, with all its parts and options, intimidates a lot of us, and for good reason. But your host of the show, Josh Bredel, along with his prize pupil, yours truly. Well, we got your back. In the first of what will be a two-part blockbuster, we're bringing you the ins and the outs of a federal healthcare benefit from which we all stand to, well, benefit. The trick is figuring out how Medicare works and the right strategy for your individual situation. You'll learn on this episode the difference between parts A, B, C, and D, as well as key safeguards to consider when putting together your plan. So yeah, don't shy away from Medicare. There are people who can help you sort this out and ensure that you own your health care, how much you spend or waste, as well as your quality of coverage in retirement. So taxes, investments, health insurance... It all matters, and the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast is here to turn those dreams of freedom into your retirement reality. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Bredel, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies, and for the last 20 plus years, Josh has helped find folks like you gain the confidence to make retirement the best part of your life. And me? Well, hello, hello. I'm Dave. Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and fan of those delicious, crunchy, and super unhealthy snack rolls at Thornton's gas stations. All right, all right, enough of me talking. Let me, that you, that me, and my introduction so we can get on with Medicare. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Happy Tuesday, man. It's been a minute since we've recorded a podcast. Yeah, I'm a little sad today. You're a little Debbie down today? Why is that? Yeah, a little Debbie down today. Because I saw what we're talking about. I saw the <laughs> this show notes. This is not your favorite topic. No, it's not. So hopefully you'll be able to get <laughs> me back into a better mood. And by the end, we'll be doing a song and dance. I will actually say this is a topic that scares a lot of people because it has a major impact on their lives. But before we get into that topic, Mm -hmm. can I talk about something else that scares me? Yeah, a little bit. Sure, go ahead. So I did something that I was afraid of this last weekend. Bathing? (laughs) No, I'm good with bathing. I'm good with bathing. I have been for a couple of years now. But I went to a circus with the children. (laughs) I'm not really a circus person and... 
you know, in my head, I was thinking like Ringling Brothers or whatever. So let me back this up. My wife says to me last week, sometimes she goes, did you see that Triton College, which is a small junior college, not too far from us, is having a circus. It's their 50th anniversary of this circus. They called it the Triton Troopers. Mm -hmm. I was like, Sure. I mean, we're at a point in the spring right now where it's been miserable for a while. I mean, anything we can do to get the kids out of the house. I'm Fair sure enough. you were doing the same thing. Yeah. So I said, yeah, let's go to the circus. Tickets were $6. So Ooh. we're not breaking the bank on this. Mm -hmm. It was in this gymnasium of Triton College, which is smaller than the high school gym you and I played basketball in. Glory days. Glory days. Um, the gym I tackled you in? Yeah, that gym. Oh, it was smaller one. than that. Um, but I have to say it was a super pleasant experience. Tell me more. So these this is not your – this is not Ringling Brothers. This is not people who are professional circus – are they actors? Oh, performers? How dare you? Yes, performers. performers. These are people like you and I. There is every age. There is every body type. There is – this was their passion, and they did it on the side. There were clowns, but these weren't your creepy clowns. Mm. These were friendly old people clowns oh. and friendly young people clowns and clowns on stilts. And they were friendly, though, not like – Creepy in the woods, come out of a sewer type of clown. I, I don't know what kind of circus you've been to prior, but usually those clowns are not like Pennywise coming out of the forest. Well, the clowns don't usually interact with me usually at a circus, but like they're waiting for you at the door. They're helping you get in line for tickets. But the performers, there's multiple trapeze artists. There was guys climbing like the chairs that got stacked on top of tables. There was the spinning wheels that people spun themselves around in. There's mm. the rope artist hanging from the ceiling. But these are all people that just do this on the side, who all live in Chicago. And once a year they perform. I mean, there was a there was a ring there was a ringmaster who sung like this opening number. And like <laughs> everyone there was happy. Yeah. From the performers to the audience. I mean, they served popcorn and cotton candy and everything was a dollar. Like mm. you weren't getting jacked around for that. I mean, it was just I it was a little long, like it probably was about half an hour longer than it needed to be. Okay, I feel that. But if that's my only complaint, this was fantastic. There was probably two thousand people that were in there. Wow, doing this, so um, you know, watching this circus, and they had two performances that day. I'm sure the second one sold out as well. It was really so. If anyone was listening, the Triton Troopers Circus was something that I would highly recommend if you have children, or even if you just feel like a child. It's First of all, a lot of people are listening. So don't say if anyone's listening. Of course, people are listening to this. Well, it was more like if you feel like a child or if you have oh. children, like if you're listening and have that. So I feel at home with carnies like that. Like those, those, are, <laughs> those are my people because they, like you said, are normal people doing what they love to do. And I'm sure they're not getting paid a whole lot of money to do that. It is Not it, at $6 a pop on admission. No, definitely not. I just hope it was covering their cost. I mean, it was it was truly it was cool. Carnivals and circuses pop up a lot in my universe, my universe of creepy movies and shows, and I just have a deep, deep love for it. Actually, maybe this was a, a moment over the weekend where I I had my inner Dave come out. Could like, be. I felt like I was part, like I was really enjoying it, and it was cool. You you have been taking more strides in your life to be like me, which I do appreciate. We're going to meet in the middle someday. Okay. <laughs> someday <laughs> way down the road. And in return, I'm drinking out of your University of Illinois bug. I have noticed this. The last two days, you've been stealing my coffee cup in the office. Mm -hmm. A couple reasons. One, 
I want to be like you when I grow up. But <laughs> but two, it's just, I like the matte finish. Yeah, it's just a it's a nice feeling mug. It's a nice size. Like it's wide, but it also narrows the middle, so the heat doesn't escape too bad. It's, it's a good coffee it's mug. A good cup. Reminds me of Medicare Part D. Medicare Part D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medicare. Medicare, baby. So that's our topic today. Yeah. Yeah. People are well, well aware of it. I've been putting it off for a while. It's not something that... Uh, hey, actually, Medicare is not something that we do in our office. We don't sell Medicare. We don't participate in... I mean, mm-hmm. we do my, my... We have people here who, who are of Medicare age, my father being included. But... We don't, you know, this is not something we do for our clients on a normal basis. But because it is such an integral part of people's lives and retirement, it's something that we talk about with every single client that walks in the door. And it's probably one of the biggest questions people have. But it seems very confusing. Well, when someone turns 64, I don't know why 64 is the magic age. I think they, they want to get themselves 12 months. They start receiving more mail, junk mail about Medicare than they could possibly imagine. From who? People that want to sell them Medicare. You know the the stereotype that used car salesmen have? Mm -hmm. Medicare people may be worse Okay. um, on a whole. It's hard to find a good Medicare person. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. You already know this, but there's a part two to this, this series here. And part two, we are going to do our first live interview. Mm Mm-hmm. And we, for years, have never referred out Medicare stuff because there wasn't anyone we could trust. Right. Like, there was no one out there. We finally have found a wonderful Medicare person. The way that happened was my father was turning 65. He was becoming of Medicare age, and he didn't know who to, who to turn to. Mm-hmm. And he had a really good friend from high school who said to him, hey, I had this great experience with this guy, Dave Wiley. You should sit down with him. And so he did, and he go, this was life-changing because we get approached all the time by Medicare people. Hey, send me your clients. No, but, thank you. Yeah, no. But Dave Wiley has been a lifesaver for our clients and for us. They, he really does a great job, and his knowledge is second to none. Mm-hmm. So part two of this, of this podcast series, I spent 20 minutes talking to Dave about really the inner workings of it. So today I want to talk about how it impacts retirees and some of the, the higher level stuff so that when people listen to part two with, with Dave and myself, they have, uh, not you, Dave, Mm-mm. they have a, a better understanding of it. Let's get going, baby. Now, just so you guys know, if Dave sounds really excited during this podcast, this is probably the one topic that we talk about that bores the absolute snot out of mm-hmm. you. I think it has to do with the fact that it's almost more nuancy than the tax code. Hashtag tax nerd. So, Josh, what I do appreciate about you, though, it's such an enthralling topic. You didn't even bother involving Aaron because she would have fallen asleep. You took the time to write out a nice bullet point list of what we'll be talking about today. I did. I wanted, I wanted to hit some of the high-level stuff before Dave and I dig into it on part two here. But planning for health care and retirement – is a significant component of anyone's retirement. You know, we talk about our own your retirement planning process, and there's five components to it. And one of them is healthcare. Even though we don't we don't work with Medicare here, healthcare is a major component. It's going to be a big expense for a lot of people, and taking control of it really matters. So, depending upon when you retire, will depend upon what your healthcare looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you retire prior to age 65, you're going to have to find some private insurance, maybe a continuation of your company policy. Uh, maybe we have to go to, to the exchange and find some, some health insurance that way. But it, that's part of it. But 
when you turn 65, almost everyone in this country will be impacted in some way, shape, or form by Medicare. Can I interrupt? This may be one of the few times I have a question because you say almost everyone. Who is not part of that? Or is that not something you want to get into? No, that's a good question. In fact, as I said that, I'm in my head going, it's never everybody, Mm -hmm. but it's a pretty good chunk. So when I say almost everybody, a lot of times if people are still working, they won't get Medicare. We have clients, like we've talked about before, who are moving overseas. They won't use Medicare. If you die before you get Medicare, you won't use Medicare. Mm -hmm. But other than that, almost every single person will be impacted in some way, shape, or form by Medicare. I mean, we talk about Social Security. There's a large, not a large, there's a chunk of our population who doesn't get Social Security because they have some other private pension or some other public pension. Mm -hmm. But Medicare, it touches everybody. So uh, it it can become extremely important in knowing, you know, some of the rules and stuff that go into it there. So did that answer your question? That's where my head was at. I figured it was just nuanced. It was more based on if you're still working or dead or things like that. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's kind of the big one. People worry about Medicare. I mean, it's a government-sponsored, it's a government-run program. And some people get really hesitant about government-run programs. For the most part, it's actually pretty darn good insurance. Mm. You know, unless you're coming from some amazing insurance policy, Medicare is not bad. Now, the problem with Medicare is not every person will accept it. Not every like doctor, physician, not okay. every doctor provider will accept it. Mm-hmm. The reason they don't is because if they accept Medicare, they have to play by Medicare's rules. Mm-hmm. Now, the vast majority, vast majority, accept Medicare. Okay. Okay. Even in Chicago, some of the biggest hospitals, Northwestern, Rush, University of Chicago, they're all Medicare facilities. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that that happens, though, is if they accept Medicare, they follow Medicare's rules. If they accept Medicare, it doesn't matter what they think, what they want to do. They have to play by Medicare's rules. Sure. So um, the first thing you have to do is you have to find a provider that accepts Medicare. And I will tell you, most providers that people are used to have probably accepted Medicare. Okay. So if that's the case, let's talk a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. The magic age for Medicare is 65 years old. You're, so, lo- you're looking at me like, confirm that, Dave, like as if you want me to fact check you. I did. Can you be my <laughs> Medicare fact yeah, checker let me just today? Check the Google. That's what, Google says yes. That's what next week with Dave is for, Dave mm. Wiley. But uh, 65 years old is, is kind of the magic age. Now, there are ways that people get it younger if they're disabled um, or have certain medical conditions, but everybody at 65 years old becomes eligible for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, there are three parts to Medicare. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to go off of our notes here. Our notes say there are four parts. They say A, B, C, and D. Um, I'm actually going to take C out of it. Okay. C is not technically a part of Medicare. It's a different option as that comes in. And we're going to talk about that in depth next week with Dave. Okay. But A, B, and D are all federally run Medicare programs. Uh, and they all cover different parts. So A is free. Everybody gets A, doesn't cost anything. A is your hospital coverage. Okay. It covers the building that you walk into. B, you have to sign up for, you have to apply for it. And B costs money. It doesn't matter who you are every month. B, you will pay for B. Same with D. Now B covers the person inside the building. So it covers your doctors, your nurses, things along those lines. D, which is the newest form of Medicare, covers your prescription drugs. 
So it covers the medications that you take. Uh, and there's different rules with it. You can enroll in A and not B and D. And a lot of people do that. A being free, might as well have some additional coverage. A lot of people will wait to enroll for B or D until they retired or need it or whatever that comes into play. If you don't do it in a timely manner, there can be penalties and things along those lines, but just be aware of, aware of that there. C is what we call a Medicare Advantage plan. It's yeah. not run by the U.S. government. It's run by private insurance. Got so it. if you take C, you don't get A and B. I mean, we'll get into that next week. But when people talk about C, it, it's not truly federally Got it. Um, federal insurance. Run thing. by like the Blue Crosses of the world. And yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah. Private insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Now, cost and coverage. Our, our bullet point here on cost and coverage. Medicare can be costly. And it is important to understand true out-of-pocket expenses. So looking at your own individual situation, we want to look at premiums, deductibles, co-payments, uh, and co-insurance. And Medicare has all of those. But also how much you pay determines on your, your income. So as we're doing tax planning for people, one of the additional taxes that people have is the increased Medicare cost. We call it the IRMA thresholds, income-related monthly adjustment amount, I think is what IRMA stands for there. Mm, oh, two A's. At the yeah, end it's two A's. Oh. It's, it's, I always forget if it's two A's or two M's. It's either yeah. IRMA or yeah. IRMA. Mer- <laughs> I think it's the second one. I'm not positive. Uh, if Erin was here, she'd correct me. She corrects me every time, but I yeah. never remember it. Yeah. So it's kind of right. like spelling restaurant. I can't spell restaurant. You can't spell nope. restaurant? Nope. No, it starts with an R and ends with a T. Other than that, the stuff in the middle, there's a U, there's an A, there's an R. I, what order it goes in, can't spell it for the life of me. No, I am a, I am a former spelling, spelling bee champ, mm-hmm. like second, third, and yeah. fourth grade. So I'm a little embarrassed to be sitting across the table. And you eat at so many restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could probably spell the name of the restaurant yeah. more than I can spell restaurant. Spell Fogo de Chao. F-O-G-O-D-A-H-E-H-E. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, meat. <laughs> All right, perfect. Moving on. Uh, moving, moving on. on. You can't spell restaurant, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Medicare only covers certain components. There's a limit to what Medicare will cover. So that's where the co-payments, the co-insurance, you know, that comes into play. And what a lot of people will buy on top of Medicare is a Medicare supplement, sometimes referred to as a Medigap policy. Mm. It makes up the differences. And those are sold by private insurance companies. So the Blue Crosses of the World, United Healthcare, all of that stuff. So all of that junk mail that I told you people they were getting, it's not coming from the U.S. government. It's coming from these insurance companies that want to sell people those Medigap or Medicare supplements, as well as the Medicare Advantage. A lot of it's Medicare Advantage. They love to sell Medicare Advantage, big commissions in those. Sure. Um, now, for some people, they, they work well, but you want, to be, you want to make an educated decision as that comes into play. I've started researching that for when I retire and get my calf implants. I need to have a specific Medigap insurance. I've seen your calves. Yeah. You don't need implants. I, but I want them bigger. You want them bigger? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I think they have uh, reality shows about that. Out in, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Out in Los Angeles somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Now, for A and B, you're not usually looking to re, you know review that every year. Now, you might review your Medigap coverage or your, your supplement there. Uh, because the pricing could change and different things that can happen. So now the nice thing with Medigap insurance or Medic, you know, the supplement supplement mm-hmm. is every company is required to cover the same things. Okay. So every company's policy is identical, 
but they may have different premium amounts. So mm. they may cost different amounts. So looking at those on an annual basis becomes important. Are you locked into terms or contracts? Um, I'm going to get into that next week with Dave Wiley a little okay. bit. When you first sign up, be it at age 65 or whenever you retire, you can go to any company you want. They can't limit you based on pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. But if you change companies, they can run you through a medical so Ooh. the first decision you make, you have to be be well aware of that. So okay. if you change, if you want to switch at seventy five years old, you've been on it for ten years, they can actually decline you. Okay. Now there is one company here in Illinois, Blue Cross Blue Shield, that does not. They'll take anybody. So there's nice to have that one okay. advantage or that one uh, that one plan that's out mm-hmm. there for that. Now, the other part is prescription drug coverage. Mm. Part D. Part D. Yeah. That is something that you want to look at every single year. Mm. And the reason for it is because the drugs you take every year could change. Each company covers drugs differently. There is no federal mandate to say, hey, you have to cover this drug by this much and that drug by this much. Every company gets to determine that. Oh, wow. So it's like line item by line item. Line item by line item. And this happens in the fourth quarter every year. You need to look at that. And they cover it with different amounts. So one company may say, hey, this is a $5 a month drug. And the other company might say that same drug, the same prescription might be $50 a month. And And that could change year to year. Year to year. Wow. So just because it was cheap this year doesn't mean it's going to be cheap next year. Every year, that is something that needs to be re-looked at. And uh, Dave has a great strategy of how he does that and what he recommends. So Medicare is something that people should not be afraid of. It's not something that they should run away with fear, but it's something that they need to look at every single year. It's something that if they're truly going to own their retirement, this, this is part of that. This is not something you want to bury your head in the sand. This is something that you want to be proactive in that planning process. I like it because it, it sounds a lot like when you talk about taxes, like you retire, you have all this control with your taxes. And like with Medicare, same thing. You have all this control in your, in your retirement. You just got to make sure you actually do it. Yeah, it's your life. This is a time when you actually have the power to do something about it. I mean, taxes, investments, health insurance. I mean, it's all... Sushi it's restaurants all. that Josh can't spell. Sushi. I could spell sushi. Well, yeah, you can spell sushi. S-U-S-H-I. Mm-hmm. Restaurant? Mm-mm. Yeah. How, what's, what's the plural of sushi? Um, sushis. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So. But no, that is uh, the joy of Medicare. See, mm-hmm. didn't I make that painless for you? You did. And actually, we're doing really good on time, too. I'm really quite impressed. You thought I was going to drone on. Yeah. I thought so. You, I thought you'd be like... At 24-minute mark, still on bullet point two. Well, that's what next week's for. I knew we were doing a two-parter. Oh, yeah. And I encourage everyone to come back for next week's – or the next episode. It won't be next week, but next mm-hmm. episode because we've already recorded it. It's a fantastic recap there. Perfect. So. Well, you did cover all of our bullet points. And uh, anything else you'd like to say on Medicare or you're good? No, I want to get to know you. You do. <laughs> Josh, it's so forthcoming of you. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Mr. Josh, let's take a break. You've, You've been, been talking, talking for so long, and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. Nope. So let's get to know Josh and okay. Dave and watch them okay. brain soar. Cheep, cheep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, were you planning that, or was that impromptu? 
No, I actually was not um, planning that. But I, as I was listening to the song, I was thinking, what bird can I do this time? And I went, cheep, cheep. I you don't know, know, you would be a great candidate to take lesson or take classes at Second City. You just, the way you come up with these bird sounds is just majestic. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and improv, yeah. I, mean, I, can, I can roll <laughs> with anything. You do love to talk. So, all right, what's your, uh, we got pod decks over there. You did not go through it, so I assume you have a question for me. I did not, but like the bird sound, mm-hmm. I came up with a question, and it's something that I don't know about you that <laughs> I'd, I'd like to. <laughs> Again, very forthcoming. I appreciate that. So if you mm-hmm. were t- to be in the circus, yeah, what part of the circus would you like to partake in? Oh, my God. That's a great question. Uh-huh. I've, I've considered a career in the circus, uh, believe you, me. So I, I actually, have. I actually do believe you. Yeah. Oh, bit. absolutely. It'd be, it'd be amazing. So apart from me not having like you know horns on my head or being like eight feet tall. Yeah. This circus didn't have any of that. Are you going to spin yourself around? Mm-hmm. No. Flip upside down? Mm, no. Ooh, you're the strong man. Definitely not the strong man. So you've played basketball with me a few times in your life. A couple times. You yeah. don't pass. Do you, <laughs> do you remember what our good friend Kevin used to say about me? You couldn't get a piece of paper under your legs? Yeah, I'd have a negative vertical jump. Mm-hmm. So if I were part of the circus, I would be the Cirque du Soleil. I'd be the acrobats up in the air doing flips, the trapeze artist, because I'd be like I'm floating on air, and my big, massive body would be flung around by people. <laughs> Just and- <laughs> imagine the person going to catch you. Yeah, it's like you're flying at them. My big <laughs> And if I'm retired at that point, I have my calf implants, so it's going to be even heavier. I Look, look, just like I've never been able to dunk. Something about being able to just float and kind of fly, that is what I'd be. I think um, if I remember the names right, Dick Grayson in, in Batman, I believe he was the Robin in Batman. I think his family was their trapeze artist, and that's how his parents died, actually. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, very sad. Well, let's bring it. Don't. But uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's make everybody cry here, Dave. So yeah, that's what I would do. Josh, how about you? Well, I definitely don't want to fly. I have a fear of heights. Yeah. Um, I get motion sickness. In fact, when mm-hmm. they were at the last act, where these ladies on on ropes like spitting themselves around like yeah. crazy, and my son Alex looks at me, and he goes, "I'd throw up." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, me too, buddy." That's awesome. Um, I want to be the ringmaster. Oh. Would and, you sing? Oh, yeah. I'd oh. sing. Be, I mean, if you're flying through the air, I'm singing. And yeah. and here's why. And again, I've never been to a circus before. Uh, but this guy comes out, the first act, and it's like everyone's out there, and he is singing. He is getting the energy up, and mm. he has command mm. of like I – mean, he just he was the first person to make everybody happy. And I was yeah. like, I want to make people happy yeah. like that guy. You want to set the stage. I want to set the stage for it. Yeah. So it was, I want to be the ringmaster. It is funny how – That will surprise nobody. No. But my, my, my mother will listen to this and go, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, of course. yeah you, have to, you have to control everything. Uh, I too have a uh, have a fear of heights, and I get motion sickness as well. I just think it goes back to if I'm in the circus, I can be somebody who I'm not in my day to day life, and I could be flying like a soaring eagle through the air, going caca like you, cheap, cheap, yeah. <laughs> Maybe poop on a few people in the audience. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's a really great impromptu get to know Josh and Dave question. Well, I, you know, I'm glad I the cards are way down there. Yeah. I couldn't reach them. So I, speaking of can't reach, like I. I can't really see the screen. Hang on. Oh, hold on. Hashtag tax. Nope, that's not the one wrong, I want. Wrong button. Yep, wrong is, one. Is this the one? Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. 
Thank you. I, I didn't walk over the top no, of the I yeah. appreciate that. Okay, so despite Medicare being really boring to me, I have two takeaways about Medicare. One is that everybody gets it regardless of whether or not they want it. The second part is that, okay, you're going you're gonna to have it assigned to you. You have options, so you better optimize it for yourself and for your situation. Okay. Okay. So it's just like U.S. history class in high school. <laughs> uh, anybody, Mr. Torney? Yeah. Anybody that knows me or anybody that's listened to the podcast knows that I struggled during high school. Yeah, I was very disinterested. It's just with academics. <laughs> I mean, other than that, you were, you yeah. were rock solid. Off-campus lunch and basketball were, were my strengths. So I was forced to take U.S. history. I had no interest. I still don't. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta take this class. So how can I, um, how can I make the best use of this time? I have two options. Either I could say, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking U.S. history. I'm gonna drop out of high school and become one of those cool kids that just. How close were you to that? Oh, hours. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a, a realistic option. I would disappoint my whole family, my parents, drop out of high school. You get and, used to that. And work at, I heard. <laughs> and work at Brugger's Bagels the rest of my life. Or option B. I could uh, bully my friend Josh into doing my homework and projects for me so that I would pass U.S. history class. I say the word bully. I really didn't. I asked really nicely. and like, hey, can you help me with this? And as soon as you started helping me, I kind of walked away and let you take over everything. You're actually remembering it incorrectly. Really? Yeah. You actually put in so little effort that yeah. I was worried about <laughs> you graduating from high school. I tried to like give myself more credit. No, 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 no tell me how you, it really went. No, I mean the, we were doing projects, and I liked U.S. history class. Yeah. Actually, I liked the teacher a lot. I, he was very big into technology. We were making videos. Like we did all sorts of really cool stuff. Yeah. And like you just refused to do any of it. <laughs> and you were kind of like a new budding friendship that yeah. I had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, Dave, do you want help? Like you have to do this. Like yeah. here, let's do it. And. I remember sitting up in the creativity lab. I remember that lab. And the second floor of York High School. Yeah. And like, I made you get pictures. I think, in fact, I think your mother gave me the pictures to use in the project. And I did make you sit there with me this and do it. Back. And this like, is all coming we back. Did, and I was like, I'm going to make you graduate high school. Oh my God, you're right. Uh huh. You did ask my mom for pictures. <laughs> Why was I the only senior in that class of juniors? Because you failed in junior year. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> you did. Whoa. You were take two on this. Oh, my gosh. So, wow, this has become very humbling. <laughs> <laughs> so, your background to this, yeah, I kind of understand it. Sure. Now, I hope you take more... Um, when it's time for Medicare for you or mm -hmm. anyone who's listening, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're not the only one who's listening that, that felt the same way about a, a certain class in high school. Yeah. But when it's time for Medicare, you need to either figure it out on your own or find someone like me who's really going to care about you and make sure that you do what's right. Because, yes, you could have dropped out of high school, and I, I'm glad you didn't, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. as is... Mm -hmm. but and big Mike and big Mike um, <laughs> with Medicare you don't have a choice and they're not going to drop you out there's not like an option B like you can't just do something else you're going to get it and it could be a financial nightmare or it can determine like what kind of if you have a health issue or something like that it can determine how much coverage you can or what kind of care you can get afterwards and you know how much money you can waste and lose and things along those lines so 
I do see it. And, and you know, there are people out there who care about you and uh, will make sure that you graduate or at least that you get the right coverage. You don't pay more than you have to. And uh, you can put yourself and your family in a situation where you own your health care coverage in retirement. I'm going to give people a little inside scoop as to what's going through my head right now. Not as if I overhold back, but I imagine Josh and I and our friend Matt having dinner or lunch when we're 65 years old, talking about the good old days, and the topic will come up. Josh would be like, Matt, how are you doing with your Medicare coverage? And Matt would be like, I'm doing great, Josh. How are you? And Josh would be like, oh, I've been set for years. And then both of you will slowly look at me. I'll have a stack of papers. I'll have disheveled hair. And I'll just throw the papers in the air and be like, I am so lost. And Josh would be like, David, I got you. That's how I see you going. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm also a year younger than you. Oh. So yeah. I'll have to be proactive and make sure that you get your stuff taken care of here. That's fair enough, man. <laughs> man. Who knew we could have so much fun with Medicare? Did you did you know that? That was the most serious DRTR. Yeah. You know, we really went back deep not talking about basketball. And I I do appreciate you bringing to light the facts of how it all went down in, mm-hmm. in high school, not my um, revisionist history of it. <laughs> All right, Josh, let's give people... So a part two is coming up in a few weeks here. Yeah, we're going to talk to David Wiley mm-hmm. of uh, our local Medicare expert who we refer to in our office. And we really break down some of the nitty gritty, some of the things that everyone needs to know. Um, if, if that's all you know, it should be enough to get you through U.S. history. But it, it's a great podcast. There, It's not boring. It will not put you to sleep like... Uh, like it did to Dave in U.S. history class, mm-hmm. but it's uh, a must listen for anyone who is going to have Medicare be part of their life. Perfect. And for some people like me, I have no choice. I have to listen to it. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we're not saying bye anymore. Instead, we're saying, Arrivederci, Josh. Is that how, is that how you say it? Arrivederci. I can't spell restaurant. You want yeah. me to say that? Arrivederci. Buenos noches. Buenos noches. I like it. All right, cool. Hashtag tax nerd.